Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And on this tardy episode. Tardy. We said Friday, now it's Monday, but uh, like our same excuse you've had, which is with good uh, excuses, we had a case of helping yeah. uh, somebody out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we had a woman a dealing with something in her house with her son, so um, I was able to help her out, and now it's all good. But that yeah. took up time. So. Yeah, so if our episodes, we keep saying this, but hopefully we can start... Having a schedule? Having a schedule. Or no, like, not having a schedule, but like batch recording, where like we record um, like the entire month's episode in like one week. So that way we're able, if anything pops up, we're able to do that. I don't know why. It just, it seems like it never works out. So I don't know if it's because maybe stuff we have to say on the episodes are just, we have to like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it never works out. I literally will have stuff planned and then it just ends up not working to do the whole batch recording thing. So anywho. Uh, which also means we'll have more testimony episodes in the future. So uh, I think I'm never going to run out of those by the the um, trend we're doing now. So. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's great. I mean, it sucks that people are dealing with stuff, but cool that we can help out with that. Yeah. But uh, today is something you want to do. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of different stories. And one of the things from a young age, I don't know if anybody else has experienced it, but I don't like. I feel like now it's a long list of what Megan doesn't like. Like, I don't like desolate highways, like, in the desert. That freaks me out. I don't know why. I mean, I kind of had a problem with it <laughs> after The Hills Have Eyes, but I mean, that movie really put that into my thought. But I, I've done the, uh, the 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 drive in through the desert because I had to go from Texas to California Ooh, and yeah. the drive back. And we had yeah. to drive to Arizona. And the only thing that I remember that was impactful about driving to the desert is seeing a sign for the thing. Come see the thing, right? Yeah. And my dad was like, yeah, the thing is going to take your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we were like, hey, can we go see that? Like, no, why? So it's some some hand in the ground? No. Oh, my God. Every impersonation so... I do my dad is a spot. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's always, yeah. Even, like, what you say when you're trying to imitate your dad is, like, spot on. Yeah. So it's funny, but, and not even like, cause I know, cause I made the drive from like Texas to North Carolina multiple times and it's not, I'm not even talking about like Texas to North Carolina cause it, there's like trees and stuff like that. It's highway, but there's like, it's more wooded highway, but desert highway gives me the heebie jeebies. So I, over the last like year, year and a half, I was getting a lot of haunted locations along uh, highway route 66. I stumbled upon a lot of articles. Um, I think like only in your state did an article about it and like some other well-known, uh, websites that, you know, we'll talk about like paranormal sites and stuff like that. There was a couple different like road trip maps on route 66 that like, you could veer off and go stay at like this haunted inn or haunted hotel. And, and you think about how much that highway was traveled. Plus you have the little bit of like, well, it's not a little bit, it's a lot of like seeing apparitions and alien activity, creepy creatures and, uh, 
like there's a bunch apparently i forgot which specific states that it's seen a lot but like hitchhiker ghost um skinwalkers was even apparently talked about because i think there's one part that it goes through the navajo nation Mm. or like right up against it and yeah 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 so i just always think of aliens when i think of highway yeah yeah and it would make sense because you're in the middle of nowhere especially if you're not used to like the desert atmosphere yeah i would think you would because i know like even when because i used to do a little side note I used to go on paper routes with my dad. He used to be a newspaper carrier and, and he would do the like the newspaper routes at like between one and six in the morning. And I remember I would always like have thoughts in my head, like the desolate highways, you know, near the wooded areas and stuff like that. I would always have thoughts like, oh, my gosh, what if a creature came out or, you know, and plus a lot of the horror movies and stuff like that take place in those settings. So makes sense anyways so what is highway 66 so it has been used in countless movies and pop culture references there's been songs and stuff like that it was basically one of the original highway systems it was established on november 11th 1926 and originally ran from chicago illinois through missouri Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona before coming to an end in Los Angeles County, California. It covered a total of 2,448 miles and uh, existed between November 26, 1926 and June 26, 1985. You could still go on it, but it's not like how it used to be. Uh, U.S. 66 is a primary route for those who migrated west, especially during the Dust Bowl of the 1930s. And they officially removed the highway system in in 1985. So you could still go on it, and there's some specific states that still use that, you know, parts of the highway as a route to basically go out west. So it was from Chicago to basically Los Angeles to go that way. And a lot of people, when, like, uh, specific things like the gold rush and stuff like that, and they wanted to migrate out west, they would use that route to go out there. So a lot of towns along the routes, too, as well, started coming up. So today, you have a lot of ghost towns along the route, mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, the thing. You the have thing a that lot takes of, your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of weird, like, side attractions things that occur. I'm sure there's even some stuff today where you have, like, one random dude on the side of the road, like, look, we found something. Come see a gator with the sunglasses on. Uh, but like I said, the the spots that we're kind of talking about today are kind of like, if you're on the route where you could kind of veer off and go check out haunted stops along the way, if that makes sense. If you were to travel the full route, route. Route, route, route. What would you say? It depends on the context of how you're saying. Route, route. I I'm like taking root. the route. I'm taking the route. Tomato, tomato. It doesn't really matter. Route sixty-six. Yeah. If I say route, like I normally say route, but like if I say route, a route right. is from one point to the other. A route is multiple stops in a in a in a, uh, in a direction. Okay. Right. I yeah. have no clue. We suck at English. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's our first language. We don't know all the meanings and crap. I know. Anyways, um, so one specific spot that is outside 
Gallup, New Mexico, um, which is, you know, you go through New Mexico when you're on the route. Route, route, bothering me. You say route. Everybody knows it's route 66. Yeah. Uh, is route 666. It's called the Devil's Highway or Highway to Hell, Satan's Highway. It's all, all three of those names have been associated with this. Um, it's a deserted, deserted. <laughs> English, yeah. Sorry. Deserted road. And it has a long history of weird accidents and apparitions. And route route 666 is 200 miles long. Mm. Apparently, there is a phantom truck, a girl in a white dress, kind of like a hitchhiker spirit type situation. Uh, Weird lights, hellhounds, disappearing drivers and cars, skinwalkers. And faceless apparitions all along this road. Where the road isn't entirely on Route 66, it is very close. The highway goes from Utah to New Mexico and then meets Route 66 outside of Gallup, New Mexico. Apparently, drivers have seen have been chased by weird packs of vicious dogs, which they that's kind of like the whole hellhound situation. Serious black sedans. Other cars rapidly speed towards them to the points drivers pull off to the side of the road. There's also been phantom cars. And then in 2003, Route 666 was renamed US 491. Hmm. I guess they were like, you know what? We got some weird stuff going on here. Let's just change the name in case that's the problem. So the girl in the white dress, she's a girl that walks on the road, similar to the typical hitchhiker stories. Uh, Most people stop because it's such so desolate that they think oh well this girl can't be walking by herself and then of course like most most hitchhiker stories she disappears are some uh reports apparently that some of these entities will go into the car with you if you pull over they're shapeshifters skinwalkers uh there was a lady that uh, had an encounter her husband had an encounter he was driving alone on route 666 one night when he saw a truck that looked like it was on fire going straight for him right down the middle of the highway. The truck was going so fast that he could see sparks. The husband said the truck was easily going 130 miles per hour. The husband pulled off to the side of the road and let the vehicle pass by. The vehicle passed and then quickly vanished as quick as it appeared. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Apparently there's been random accidents that have happened there was a woman that was driving had a heart attack and drove head-on into a speeding car various accidents where people had gotten seriously injured and yeah that's the main kind of the main stuff going on there so shapeshifters hellhounds skinwalkers uh hitchhiker ghost faceless apparitions and all of that I wonder what the cause of it is I don't know. I think, and I think, I'm not, don't hold me to this because I can't remember entirely, but I think Ghost Adventures did something where they were on Route 66 and they did an uh, episode and they actually went on this. If I remember correctly, I'm not sure. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I think they stopped at certain locations, like the Cadillac Ranch and uh, a few other main, like, name state places that were famous around, along the route or the route. We're going to keep going. Yeah, root route. Everyone's gonna be like, "You just pick one." No, I can't. Yeah, no, and they stopped at certain spots, but along the highway itself. Yeah, but I think it's because it's such an old piece of land. There might be something particularly with that stretch of highway. Well, it's it's kind of insane 
because as you as I go on, um, there are some spots along there that, it, and it makes you think maybe because it's so desolate, some of the spots. I don't know. So there's another spot. It's not as scary, but uh, it's called McPike Mansion, and this is located at the beginning of the route in Alton. Illinois. Alton. It might be Alton or Alton again. Tomato, tomato. Located in Alton, which is part of the metro east region of the greater St. Louis metropolitan area, the mansion was built in 1869 by Henry Guest McPike. Construction of the house started in 1869 and McPike served as the mayor of Alton and was a notable businessman involved in real estate and box making. He died in 1910. In 1925, the mansion was purchased by Paul A. Leitinger, who used the house to rent out rooms to others and died in 1945. The house was abandoned years later, and there was some speculation of demolishing it and turning it into a shopping center, but something with zoning issues prevented it. The house was originally ransacked of furnishings, wood banisters, toilets, and became a huge hub for vandalism and negligence. The house was listed on the National Register of Historic Places on June 17, 1980, and was then purchased in an auction by Sharon and George Ludke in 1994. Originally with the intent of a hotel, they were unable to get grant money from any federal, state, or local agencies. They did do a restoration process funded through donations and tours. According to the owner, the mansion is haunted by the former owner and a former servant of the house the spot was featured on a special episode in 19 or in 19 weird in 2019 on ghost adventures also on scariest places on earth season one episode seven of fact or faked paranormal files and an episode of ghost lab so they believe that the former owner the paul lancaster and sarah wells um so it wasn't even the first owner that they think is haunting the mansion is the second owner sarah wells who was the servant in the house uh there has been paranormal activity of flashlights dying lights flickering strong smell of lilac in the attic and if you look at it it's very abandoned looking like it literally would look like something on but yeah so they believe so like i said not that scary to be honest with you it's probably the owners because the house especially if they love the house you know and are attached in this lifetime to the house the whole vandalism i mean they even took the toilets like they took the toilets out of the house like you will be shitting in this yeah so but just the negligence of the house i think you know especially being the owner it would probably he would probably in my opinion probably be like what the heck no one's taking care of it it's now restored but before before they actually restored it it was it was very abandoned looking so i could see why as a spirit especially if it was attached to the house being like hey what's going on why is my house like this okay so the next one this one's apparently like when you talk about missouri's most haunted locations this one is definitely talked about this one is located in missouri it is located in wildwood which is st louis county This road is known as Lawyer Ford Road and is about 3.6 miles long running through a valley of forest oak land hills. It's near the 
Merrimack River in the Glencoe and built in the late 1860s to provide access to the Merrimack and the rain track or rain tracks. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And the railroad tracks along the river. Um, access to the road is closed off at nights, but is available for use by pedestrians and bicycles. So you can't basically, I've seen the road. Now you cannot drive on it with a car. Mm. It was originally where you kind of could, but like now you really can't. So you, it's basically a walking trail. The trail opens up one half hour before sunset and closes one half hour after sunset. Pretty much impo- yeah, impassable by automobile. It is the site of one of the largest American or Native American burial grounds in the country. Apparently, it is said that Confederate spirits, Native spirits, children ghosts, and men that were killed in industrial accidents have been seen in the area. Shadowy figures and non-human entities as early as the 1950s. Mm. Which boggles my mind because that's, like, I feel like the 1950s was a period of time where, like, Nobody really talked about ghosts. Like, nobody wanted to deal with that. You know what I mean? And it was very... every A lot of people were skeptic on it. Yes. Because it was after all the World War II. No one wanted to deal with it. And before then, what's his face? Uh, uh, Houdini mm-hmm. uh, was trying to uh, convince everyone that paranormal things didn't exist. Oh, didn't? Didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then it was started up again, I think, in the late 60s, early 70s with the Warren. So, mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the 1950s, this was a known spot for parties drinking. Uh, an urban legend was speculated called the zombie killer, which was supposedly a creepy guy who lived in a shack in the woods that would attack young couples. They also believed that a spirit of a person that was hit by a train named Della Hamilton McCullen. Uh, she was a wife of a judge who was hit by a train. Oh, wait, no. She also haunts, and the person that got hit by a train, sorry. She's the wife of a judge who was hit by a train and died in 1876. They also believe there was a boy that fell into the river, died, and the body was never found. There is also a figure in white that is along the train tracks, and apparently on the trail, the paranormal activity can be, you can feel like unsettling feelings, sensation of being watched. Definitely some eerie sounds and disembodied footsteps. Creepiness. If you look at the trail itself, it's kind of like, oh, crap, I don't know if I would go. Because, you know, obviously it closes a half hour after sunset. Mm. So it is definitely creepy looking. It reminds me a lot of if Pringle Road was, like, how it looks at night, if it was more of a trail. That makes sense. Yeah, but no one knows what hell Oh, yeah. Sorry. I used an example. <laughs> Isaac would get that, but I. Oh, I get it. But yeah. Desolate dirt road. Desolate, yeah, yeah. Desolate dirt road and like wooded area. Yeah. Um, but there is no. It's crazy because all of those stories are basically legends. There's no actual historical proof. The proof was, you know, obviously there is a native burial ground there, one of the largest in the country. That is like a historical fact. And there was, because we shared a lot about haunted tunnels and like rail tracks and stuff like that on our Instagram recently. And a lot of deaths, a lot of horrendous deaths happened along the rail train because of like the whole industrial workers building, building like the tunnels and, and railway systems. And then also being on the railway system, way, railway systems. systems. Sorry, guys. But yeah. So that's that. But we are about to hit the halfway mark. And we actually have another paranormal podcast 
to tell you about. Okay, so we have a paranormal podcast that we want to tell you guys about. Let Me Tell You a Scary Story is a paranormal podcast hosted by Anna Rose, who reads out true life creepy stories every Friday. These stories have happened to ordinary people all over the world and simply cannot be explained. They range from ghostly hauntings, glitch in the matrix tales, unexplained time lapses, alien sightings, possession, near misses, demons, doppelgangers, stalkers, true crime, and much more. Not only this, Anna is an award-winning voiceover artist and is sure to hook you in with her excellent smooth storytelling voice. So close the blinds, turn off the lights, snuggle under the quilt, and enjoy. Let me tell you a scary story found on any podcast listening platform. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so if you enjoy like our encounter stories and stuff like that, that we do those episodes like once a month sometimes, definitely head over to her because she's got, she's got loads of them. So yeah. we like hearing that. Yeah. Back to Highway 66. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so the next story I'm going to talk about is a spot uh, back in Illinois, apparently in this town called Collinsville. There are two landmarks that you can kind of veer off the Highway 66, and one of the spots is called the Seven Gates of Hell. Uh, it's a back road, and it's in back road. Yeah, it's a back road, and it's kind of going from Collinsville to Troy, Illinois. You go to Lebanon Road, there are seven underpasses. Uh, mainly abandoned railroads are the underpass or what's around there. Um, urban legend is if you pass under the last one at exactly midnight, a portal to hell will open up. Dun, dun, dun. It's like somewhere we need to go. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. There's another place called Acid Bridge. And yes. It is named after the drug. It's a back road that's close to the Seven Gates of Hell. It's a known party spot. And like I said, the bridge name is known for a lot of drug use in that area. But apparently a teenager was reportedly killed on the bridge. And the stories kind of vary about how he died. Some say that there was a gunshot that ricocheted and hit him. And then other stories say it was a vehicle that struck him. There has been known occult activity, apparitions, growls, disembodied voices, and, of course, eerie feelings. And if you look at the area, it is kind of creepy looking because it's just, like, desolate. And, like, I wouldn't be wanting to travel there on my own. Anyways, okay. So there's another location. This one's a cemetery. This one's in Kansas. Uh, this one's in Galena, Kansas. I think I'm saying that right. I'm not sure. And again, it's a spot that, you know, like if you're traveling on uh, Route 66, you would turn off and you can easily get to these locations. But it's a cemetery, but apparently there's a small hill in the back of the cemetery and it's the grave of a witch. Uh, little is known about her and the circumstances around her death. But apparently a lot of the voices and apparitions that are there, they think she's the cause of it. And there's actually a lot of spots, not on Highway 66 per se, but around the U.S. that have stories like that. Like there's one in North Carolina. Apparently there's like an abandoned church where they supposedly there is a witch buried there and it causes issues to happen with people there. Where is this and why haven't we gone there yet? I think it's on the western part of North Carolina or like close to the western part. 
Because I remember, I think I talked about it on here. Somebody had mentioned it in the uh, abandoned North Carolina like forum Facebook page. I started getting ill looking at the photos. Mm. Like it, it, I was like, never again am I looking through these photos. But and apparently, another spot that you can kind of like go through is a spot in Oklahoma. This one is kind of more on the tragic side. It's it's really sad. It's called Dead Woman Crossing in Weather Weatherford, Oklahoma. So a name of an unincorporated town on the outskirts of Weatherford. The town was in order of Katie Dewitt James. In 1905, she filed divorce from her husband due to cruelty. She boarded a train with her daughter in hopes of starting a new life with her cousin. Not not married to her cousin, like like living with her cousin. Okay, I don't just 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 to say that because that came out weird. On the train, she befriended a woman named Fanny Norton, who was a prostitute. Fanny took Katie to her brother-in-law's house in Clinton. So long story short, she kind of I guess convinced her to hey come I have I have a brother-in-law you know here and and you could stop here make a stop here and da da da. So that's that's why. Following morning, all three took off in a carriage or buggy and said they would be back in three hours. Fanny returned without Katie and the infant, supposedly. Investigators then saw the same buggy disappear into a field for an hour. Fanny was seen giving the baby the infant wrapped in a bloody dress to a farmer's son. Fanny was suspected of killing Katie but committed suicide before she could be charged. Katie's body was found over a month later in a creek. So apparently, and her, and it, she was killed very brutally, like her head, and she was basically decapitated. But apparently on this area, you could see her, you know, like haunting the area, like walking. So again, that one is, is very upsetting. Okay, so another spot that is intense. A lot of these places are intense. Like it's it's and you think about the history of Route 66, you got accidents. You have history along the road. There was probably some murders that took place because it's so desolate in that area that plus the history alone of of like the hardship of going out west and you know native tribes being pushed out pushed further and further out there and and all of that so you think about all that history too there's apparently a cemetery in joplin missouri called peach church cemetery where there's an unmarked grave of one of the most notorious uh serial spree killers in the 19 from the 1950s uh there was a guy named billy cook jr who apparently snapped one day killed seven people before getting arrested and executed apparently there was some kind of thing going on where he wanted to go well not he but his family wanted him back in his hometown to be buried and the government basically agreed to transport him back to his hometown but only if you know his body once he was executed um but only if it was on an unmarked grave so apparently reports of strange lantern lights and even seeing an apparition at the tree line at the specific place where he's buried has been said. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and a lot of people said like he was just, he had where he snapped and he was just, it was like all the evil just kind of like rose to the surface and he went on a rampage. Here's another weird one. So this one's in Oklahoma. We're going kind of like Oklahoma, Missouri, Illinois, back down. But, um. This one is called a Coleman Theater. It is in Miami, Oklahoma. 
and was added to the National Register of Historical Places in 1983. According to legend, the theater was built on top of a mortuary, and underneath the main seating area was a crematorium. Visitors have reported extreme heat coming from that room, accompanied by whistling sounds. And the last location that I'm going to talk about, there is like tons and tons of locations that are technically around that. I mean, I guess because it goes through all those states, but around that area that, because I didn't even touch like as it's going to Los Angeles County, Arizona itself has a lot, uh, New Mexico, I'm sure Texas, Oklahoma, but Goatman's Bridge in Denton, Texas. That's along the way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, you could turn off the highway and, and go to it. Not, like, where it's, like, super far away. But Goatman's Bridge in Denton, Texas, also known as Argyle Bridge, it was built in 1884, and legend has it that a horned man goat can be seen from the bridge. Ports surfaced apparently like he you could see him before or near like a disaster. The legend focuses around an African-American goat farmer in 1938 who was said to be murdered by the Ku Klux Klan. They killed him by hanging him on the side of the bridge and his body apparently disappeared. Some stories even vary that it's the goat man's wife that haunts the bridge. Ghost-like apparitions with a goat head, glowing eyes, splashing in creek have been seen, and the bridge is only used for foot traffic. But apparently there's also been, like, occult activity, like Satanist, Satanic worship, like that kind of stuff around the bridge. But these are all places, like I said, you go, you're going on Route 66, but, like, you go through near all these places that you could turn off if you were really tra- like traveling there is a bunch i'll see if i can link them so you guys can kind of see but there's a bunch of articles that literally like plot you know there's like plot the perfect road trip the haunted road trip you know what i mean and there's some on highway 66 that i'll link them in our episode description so if you want to check them out because there's some that we didn't man- mention on here but yeah yeah that would be a perfect thing if anybody wanted to do like a, I don't know how many days it would take, but like to veer off. That would be a perfect like paranormal trip. Like go on Highway 66 and turn off on different. Haunted locations. Yeah. Like yeah. a month investigation or two months. You know, just like road tripping it. I mean, we couldn't really do that, but for anybody that. Well, I guess I have to disappear today. Uh, what are we looking forward to next week? Okay. So next week, and that's why we kind of went with a softer uh, episode this week. Um, some of the stories are insane, but next week is more on the darker side. We are going to kind of dive more into possessions and exorcisms with the Vatican case files. Mm. And this is basically uh, what the Vatican has outright said about like possessions and exorcisms and stuff like that. Because you have a lot of movies coming out, like you have Pray for the Devil and then you have uh the Pope's exorcism the the Pope's exorcist I think that's yeah. coming out with Russell Crowe and I think it's a, it's kind of interesting too to get like the viewpoint of like what is actually out there and then too like what the movies portray and then I'm also getting firsthand information I know we've talked about it a little bit on here but Megan who is part of our paranormal team she has actually gone through an exorcism yes and so she's gonna come on here one of these days and actually like tell her story but i'm going to take some of the stuff that she's told me about like what actually happened to her when that was occurring and kind of compare it with everything of so we're basically going to be going over cases and stuff like that because case files 
So, um, yeah, it's probably going to be a lengthy episode. I'm wondering if it's going to end up being two parts. I don't know until we actually, because there's a lot. Yeah. And this is something that I've been wanting to dive into. I just wanted to get all the research because there's so much there. So look forward to that one next week. As always, guys, you can catch our social medias at Hitting the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hitting the Shaw 6 on Twitter, Hitting the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all social media and all ways you listen to us at HittingTheShadowsPodcast.com. Uh, links to uh, different places uh, where you can check us out and email us from there if you need uh, want to uh, ask us anything paranormal. Also, uh, our paranormal investigation team, Shadow Walker Paranormal, you can find on Instagram as well. If you're dealing with anything paranormal-wise, you can message us there. Uh, either that or Instagram is the best place to get hold of yeah. us. But other than that, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes.